as we prepare to take the Lord's Supper. I want to share a few things with you about the Lord's Supper and some context to it that sometimes we don't always get. Many of you may know that the Lord's Supper is, it actually comes from uh, Passover. Passover was that meal uh, that took place just prior to the sacrificed lambs. It was uh, before, um, before Jesus was taken to the cross. Jesus got together with his disciples. But there's so many little things that we don't, we don't always see. We don't always understand because we have, we've removed a couple of the elements um, out of Passover that we don't understand their full context. We don't understand why were these elements the focus of the Lord's Supper? Well, at Passover, there is a, a bowl with bread. This is the main piece of, pieces of bread, and they have three, three pieces. What we see here is matzah. This is actually the, the actual type of bread that the Jewish people use. There's a couple of things to notice about the matzah. One is that it's, per, uh, it, it's pierced. There's perforations throughout it. That should remind us of the piercings that Jesus uh, underwent on the cross. You'll also notice when you hold it up, you'll see stripes. You'll see the stripes basically where it was cooked, and, and as it was cooked, the, the lines, there are these stripes that are created. And part of Passover is to read the passage that um, he was pierced for our transgressions by his stripes or by his wounds. We are healed. But why three? You and I might look at that and think, well, clearly that's a picture of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Because when we think of three as Christians, that's the first thing that we do. And that's true. But what if you were Jewish? What would those three represent? Well, they had their own uh, three, a unit of three. It was representative of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were their, their unit of three. And at the very beginning of the meal, they would take these three pieces of bread, the one that represented Abraham, father, the one that represents Isaac, the son, and then the one that represents Jacob. And what they would do is they would pull out the middle piece of bread. This middle piece of bread, they would pull it out and they would wrap it in a cloth, just like this, and break it. And when they broke it, they would take that broken bread at the beginning of the meal, and they would tell all the kids, go, and I want you to, to hide your eyes, and we're going to hide. We're going to hide the bread. And then what they would do is they would find a place somewhere in the home, and they would hide the bread. And then they would go throughout their meal. And throughout the meal, they would have moments of sharing. And they would talk about various moments uh, of their faith, moments that had brought deliverance. Moments that had brought them out of difficult times. We clearly can see that this is a picture of Christ and his broken body 
and how he died on the cross and how he was wrapped in uh, claws and that he was taken to a tomb where he was hidden from us for three days and three nights. Oh, but the time is coming. The time is coming for us to, to get that bread. Jesus then did what? This bread is waited to the very end of the meal. They've already had the other pieces of bread. They've talked about it. They've shared about their faith. And then they tell all the kids, it's time to look. It's time to look for the bread. It's time to look for that broken bread that's wrapped in a cloth. Can you go find it? The kids search. And finally they find. They find the, 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 the broken bread. And they bring it forth in rejoicing. I mean, there's a huge celebration. Look, we found it. And then they bring it out. And they have all this broken pieces of bread. And they walk around and they share. When they get to this point, Jesus and his disciples, it says that Jesus took the bread, he broke it, and said, this bread, not this one, not this one, not the ones that we've already eaten, but this bread, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. On your tables you have some bread. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like the formality that we have. It was just some, now it was time to take the dessert. So I invite you to enjoy the dessert of the bread that's at your table. And remember that this is a picture of the broken body of Christ. Lord, thank you for your broken body, for the bread that was broken as a picture of you. We thank you that through Passover that we have a, a good picture of the sacrifice that you made. Oh, Lord, we, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. You're welcome to continue to eat the bread at your table. But there was another portion that Jesus instituted with the Lord's Supper. It wasn't just the bread, but it was the fruit of the vine, the cup. What's unique about this particular cup is there are four cups in Passover. They each one have a particular purpose. In fact, they really remind us of the gospel. Throughout this series, we've had this behind us the entire time, a picture of the gospel. Throughout the meal, they would take a single cup, and they would fill it up. And that first cup was a picture of nothing else than being set apart, sanctified, set apart, you know, set apart for God's purposes. And one of the things that they would do is they filled that cup, that first cup, and they would talk about how God has set them apart for a unique purpose. 
As we think about that first cup, that first cup is nothing more than a reminder that God has created us in his image and set us apart from all of the rest of creation for the purpose of reflecting the goodness and holiness of God. And they would sit and they would sip on that first cup and share stories of God's sanctification, of setting them apart. And then there comes a point in the meal where they filled it up again, a second cup. Only this cup, this time, they're going to talk about the goodness of God and his willingness to forgive. And they're going to talk about how faithful God is to forgive them. And they're going to fill that cup all the way up, and they're going to sit and talk about how God is faithful to forgive them. Those two cups are the cups that happen during the supper. But then there's a third cup. This one is served with the bread, with the dessert, with the bread that the kids have just brought forth that was hidden throughout the meal. This cup they call the cup of redemption. This cup, this cup of redemption is the cup that they say, isn't it so good that God rescued us for out of Egypt? Isn't it good that God rescued us out of Babylon? It was this third cup. How do we know this? The scriptures put it this way. It says, after supper, Jesus picked up the cup and said, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. He was reminding us that this cup, the one that is a reminder of redemption, the one that the Hebrew people had historically always understood as a cup of redemption, Jesus says, oh, it's, it is still about redemption. It is 100% about redemption. But I want you to think of it differently now, because when you take of this third cup, the cup after supper, and we gather together and you take of this cup, I want you to remember the shed blood that I shed upon a cross. So let's fill that third cup. And if we were observing Passover as Christians, we would fill our cup. And we would take this moment to sit around and talk about the goodness of God's redemption. And we would talk about how God has freed us. And we would even take moments to share our personal testimonies and share how God had redeemed us and brought us out of slavery to sin. So let's take of that third cup. But you'll notice there's still one more theme to the gospel. And there's still one more cup. At this point, when, the, when Jesus was sitting with the disciples, came point to refill it again. In my mind, I picture Jesus holding out his hand and saying, stop, not right now. Putting his hand over the cup and saying, don't refill mine. 
Jesus said, and I think he was holding up an empty glass at that point, that would have been that fourth cup. He said this, he said, of the cup of the fruit of the vine, I'm not going to drink of it until the day that we can drink it all together. Why? Because that fourth cup, it was all about restoration. It was all about, it was all about a complete fulfillment of the things of God. The things had, have, have come to fruition, all the things of God's perfect plan. Jesus says, we're not ready for that one yet. We're not ready for that fourth cup yet. Once we finish drinking the third one, and we have this memorial to remember his sacrifice, his shed blood, we, we pause. We put down the cup. Because one day, one day, we get to pick up those cups again. And this time, it'll be filled. But it'll be filled for the purpose of celebrating the culmination of all that God has done. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for the third cup, a cup of redemption. We thank you, Lord, that your shed blood brings forgiveness. Lord, broken body, your shed blood, are what, what we want to remember first and foremost on this Memorial Day weekend. And then may we honor those others that have understood that great sacrifice, that there is no greater love than one has for his friends, that he would lay down his life for another. Lord, we give this service to you in Jesus' name. Amen.